0: Is Johnny Goodrow worth the money that he is possibly going to be demanding? And how should the New Jersey Devils use that same mindset come free agency? We have a lot to talk about in this episode. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild offseason. Silly season is going to come into fruition, whether you like it or not. You're locked on Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador. Your Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Oh, stepped got the puck, what a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, College Hockey Play by Play announcer, and also Devils Driver for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So two things. First and foremost, I apologize for the echo that might be picked up in the background. I'm not in my normal studio. I'm actually out of town temporarily, but the show must go on. And if you're listening to this on YouTube, there will be no video for today's episode because like I said, I'm out of town. I'm in an area that has spotty Wi-Fi, So I don't want to risk like recording an episode and the video is just all glitchy. You can't understand what I'm saying. The audio gets corrupted, whatever the case might be. So I'm just going to play it safe for today's episode and just use the audio. But like I said, the show must go on. So for the first segment of today's show, we're going to talk about Johnny Goodrow because this has been on my mind for a couple weeks because uh, I published an episode not too long ago about a silly season type of discussion as to whether or not the New Jersey Devils should pursue Johnny Goodrow because there were rumors circulating that Johnny Goodrow is interested going back to the East Coast, and there was another wild card team out west, like the Seattle Kraken, might resign with the uh, Calgary Flames, whatever the case might be. But it seems like that. The Philadelphia Flyers and the New Jersey Devils are sparking his interest because he's originally from the South Jersey area, so that's obviously in New Jersey. However, he grew up a Philadelphia Flyers fan. He might want to go back home, but whatever the case might be for Johnny Goodrow, I personally said that I would give him whatever money he's demanding because I felt as though he earned it this past season, but... A lot of you do have your uh, concerns for Johnny Goodrow, and I do respect it. And like I said, it's been on my mind for quite some time because before I went on my trip to the other side of the world, a lot of you were saying like, look, I don't think Johnny Goodrow is worth the amount of money that he's going to be demanding because I told you guys what the circumstance might be in terms of the salary cap for the New Jersey Devils, especially since they still need to sign Jesper Bratt to his uh, max contract extension. So whatever the case might be, uh, I still personally believe that Johnny Goodrow would be a great addition for the New Jersey Devils. Now, the concern that a lot of people have is that He's 28 years of age. He'll be turning 29 in about a month in August. And obviously, some of you are worried that he might, you know, reach out of his prime. And if the New Jersey Devils give him a lengthy contract, it could come back to bite him. So my overall thing for Johnny Goodrow is this. Like, what's something I say constantly on this show? I say, strike while the iron is hot. So I think going into this season, Johnny Goodrow had a lot of naysayers. I think a lot of people doubted what he could potentially do because... The previous season and 56 game appearances in the shortened season, he uh, had a total of 49 goals and he suited up in 56 games. And he had 19 goals and 30 assists. So he had a lot of naysayers going into this season. However, I don't think he has any um, more for the time being because I think he proved what he is capable of. Because a few years ago, uh, during the 2018-2019 season, he had 99 points in 82 games and then the season after that, Uh, in the COVID-shortened year, 70 games, and then he had 58 points. So a lot of people are just concerned, like, look, he's turning 29 in in August. If the devil's give him a lengthy contract, could come back to bite him. And just given his numbers and some of the inconsistency, it's just like, is Johnny Goodrow worth the max amount of dollars that he's probably going to be demanding this free agency period? And my thing is like this. So like I just said, strike while the iron is hot. With Johnny Goodrow, I feel as though... He proved why he deserves that money uh, come this free agency period. I believe the New Jersey Devils should certainly still go after him and just try to be in the ballpark as to what he's demanding in terms of dollar amounts. So this past season for Johnny Goodrow, he appeared in 82 games, so he suited up in all games, uh, and he had 115 points. So... Uh, my colleague Jess of Locked on Flames actually acknowledged this on her show. She said going into the season, Johnny Hockey had a lot of people writing about him in a negative way. They were questioning what he was capable of doing and he was able to shut them up and net 115 points. So my thing for Johnny Hockey is, is this, like his worst is still better than a lot of our players' best. And the one thing that I said that the New Jersey Devils need uh, to do this offseason is that they need to get more for depth so that way they have more scoring options outside of our big three. So if we were to hypothetically sign Johnny Goodrow to a lengthy contract and, you know, he doesn't exactly get us 100 points, look, I, 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 this might be controversial and I think a lot of you will come at me for saying this, but if he is able to get anywhere from 60 to 70 points, I'm okay with that because I think the point for Johnny Hockey is just to give us more options in terms of scoring. So if Nico Heischer, if Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt, if one of those players, uh, my money's on either Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt, if one of those players are able to get us a high amount of points next season, I'm, I'm okay with the rest of the guys. So like, let's just say hypothetically that Jack Hughes is able to get 100 points. I'm okay if like Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer, and then... Hypothetically, Johnny Goodrow. I'm okay if the rest of those guys get 70 points because the point is we need a dominant score, and that's either gonna be Jesper Bratt or Jack Hughes, and then we just need fillers. We need someone who can just, you know, compliment uh, Jack Hughes or Jesper Bratt, whatever the case might be, and just give us more scoring options if that makes sense. So Johnny Hockey, he doesn't have to do what he did this past season because this was a contract year for him, and he's just trying to get that dollar amount. There's no ants is or buts about it. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that if he is to be signed by the New Jersey Devils, I feel as though he'll still have that momentum going from last season. He'll be able to generate a decent amount of points for us. And my overall floor for Johnny Goodrow would be anywhere from 60 to 70 points because I feel as though that does give us significant boost on the offensive side of things. Still makes us dangerous because if you pair Jesper Bratt Brett and Jack Hughes, you know what they're capable of doing. Then you put Johnny Goodrow on maybe the second line with Nico Heischer, or you put Johnny Goodrow on the first line with Jack Hughes, whatever the case might be, just, you know, mix and match a little bit. My, my overall thing is, like, if we're able to just get more scoring options, and it's not someone who has to, like, you know, put up 100-plus points consistently, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for more options to give us consistent scoring. So my thing for Jesper Bratt you know, or Jack Hughes, they were in the ballpark of just being consistent scorers for the New Jersey Devils. So Jesper Bratt, he was in the 70-point range for the Devils this past season, and we glorified what he was able to do. And then Nico Heischer, he was able to step it up as the season progressed. Jack Hughes obviously had to deal with a lot of injuries, so he wasn't able to show what he was uh, fully capable of doing. So my overall thing for Johnny Goodrow is, you know, I get the concern. I get that maybe uh, giving him a lengthy contract is a bit of a risk. But this offseason, the New Jersey Devils definitely need to take a risk somehow to just improve the roster because it's looking less and less and less likely that the New Jersey Devils are going to trade away the second overall pick. So my thing is, if they're not going to do it in the draft, then they're going to have to do it in free agency. They're going to have to take a gamble on someone. They're going to have to take a risk. And obviously, if we're uh, able to extend Jesper Bratt, and then if we're able to get Johnny Goodrow, it will make the money just a little bit more tight. And the Devils do still have some areas to fill out. The first and foremost is being is you know finding a solidified backup goalie for Mackenzie Blackwood, or maybe finding a new starter, and then bumping Mackenzie Blackwood to the backup position. But my overall thing for Devils is like is like you know no offseason comes without a risk. That that's a, that's how. A lot of players are like when you draft someone, it's a risk because there's no guarantee that person is going to be the uh, greatest thing out of so and so. So whether it's college overseas, wherever the case might be, there's no guarantee that player is going to be the next big thing. So it doesn't matter if you're the first pick in the draft or the very last pick in the draft, you know, it, you know, look at some, some of these uh, top notch athletes who are late draft picks and they came out to be something special. And then you see these top notch players who were drafted in the top five. They don't really turn out to be uh, anything. So take Pavel Zaka or Jesper Bratt as examples because Jesper Bratt drafted later in the draft, became one of our best players. Pavel Zaka, nothing more than a trade pawn at this point or during the course of the offseason. I know the New Jersey Devils, they were just trying to keep Taylor Hall happy. They traded it for P.K. Subban. And the thing about P.K. Subban is like I'm sure some of you might try to compare the Johnny Goodrow situation with P.K. Subban. But my thing is P.K. Subban has been on the decline before he joined the Devils organization. And unfortunately, his decline just went into a quicker direction. As for Johnny Goodrow. I feel as though, even if he is on the decline after this season, if it was a fluke year, whatever the case might be, I still feel as though he still has a couple more seasons to just, you know, give us some sort of great impact on the offensive side of things. And then signing Dougie Hamilton didn't really pan out in year one, but maybe year two can be better. So overall, guys, every offseason, every signing, every trade, every pick, it has its risks. So that's my overall thing. I get your speculation for uh, Johnny Goodrow, but... My thing is like we got to take a risk somewhere and I feel as though Johnny Goodrow is the player to take the risk on now. Before we continue with today's episode, I want to bring you guys the first and only live read this morning, and comes from our friends at BetOnline. So, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sport betting needs and info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche for winning the Stanley Cup and MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Boundline.net is the fastest, the easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the transaction. Boundline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. Okay, since the Colorado Avalanche have now officially won the Stanley Cup Finals, it is now the off season for every single team. So. Everybody uh, who's a religious listener on my show knows that I'm big on Silly Season. So Silly Season can range from anywhere from uh, trade scenarios, free agent signings, wherever the case might be. It's my overall opportunity to just talk about certain circumstances that could go in the way of the New Jersey Devils and possibly uh, help build upon their roster, no matter how realistic or unrealistic it might be. Silly Season is always my favorite talking point of discussion. But now since it's officially the offseason, we're starting to shift from a silly season to more realistic circumstances that could happen for the New Jersey Devils. So- First and foremost, I think we could scratch Darcy Kemper off the list of potential goalies that we could sign because I think Darcy Kemper might go back to the Kyle Avalanche. I don't know what their financial situation is, but uh, if it's somewhat decent, I think it would be hard for someone like Darcy Kemper to walk away from uh, a championship team that literally just hoisted the trophy. So... Uh, Like I said, I don't know what the financial situation is for a Colorado Avalanche, but I can assure this. There is no way that Darcy Kemper is going to go to the New Jersey Devils, but a lot of you are saying that Darcy Kemper is somewhat overrated just because he's blessed with a great offense in Colorado. I don't think that's entirely true. I still think Darcy Kemper is a very good goalie, and I think uh, I would be grateful to have him on our roster. So Overall, guys, we're in no situation to be picky, but still, I'm not just going to settle for just anybody. So uh, the draft is obviously next week. So speaking of the draft, I'm seeing more and more uh, circumstances saying that Uri Slavkoski could be the first overall pick over Shane Wright. So Shane Wright was the consensus first overall pick for a few weeks now, but I think people are starting to get educated. People are starting to wake up a little bit more, and they're starting to realize that out of all the draft picks in the top five range, Uri Slavkoski might be the most NHL ready considering what he was able to do in the Olympic Games and also the world Champions. So I'm fully prepared for Uri Slavkoski to go number one and then Shane Wright falls to the New Jersey Devils. Now, If Shane Wright fell to the New Jersey Devils, I would be, you know, I I would be stunned, quite honestly, because I've been saying for the longest that there's no way that Uri Slavkovsky goes number one in the draft, because I felt as though if the Montreal Canadiens possibly pass on him, then uh, their, their, their fan base is just going to burn Montreal to the ground, because it was rumored to be that Shane Wright was the favorite to go number one, but... Obviously, things could change, and uh, and like I just mentioned, I think people are starting to get a little smarter about Uri Slavkoski and that he might be the most NHL-ready. So the thing about Shane Wright is that if he were drafted by the New Jersey Devils, obviously there would be some work that would have to be done in terms of just trying to fit him in because he is a center. And one of my concerns for the New Jersey Devils, it's one of the reasons why I wasn't concerned about getting the first overall pick just because I felt as though we didn't need another center, especially since we have Jack Hughes, Nico Keisher, and also Dawson Mercer. So what's the point of drafting another center, especially you know since we have other centers to develop and just take our organization to that level that we want to potentially take it in in sometime in the future so Shane Wright is a very good player but my overall thing is like do we really need another center so that's my overall concern but I'm not denying this Shane Wright is one hell of a player and he would be a great addition for the New Jersey Devils because this past season in the OHL he appeared in 63 games he had 32 goals 62 assists for a grand total of 94 points, so whatever happens in the draft, um, you know whether it's Uri Slavkoski or Shane Wright, I'll oh, I'll you know welcome them both with open arms. But my overall thing is that I, I think uh, between Shane Wright and Uri Slavkoski, I think Slavkoski would be you know ready to go for whatever NHL team he is drafted by, just because we saw what he did in the Olympics, we saw what he did in the World Champions, competing with other NHL players, he was able to hold his ground. And, you know, he has great handles. He's a big guy. And I felt as though that that's what the Devils needed. They just need another winger to develop. And, you know, since we have Alexander Holtz already developing, maybe we can get another person to develop alongside Alexander Holtz. So that way we just have more winger options. Because I feel as though, in terms of centers, I feel as though... and this might be somewhat controversial and this is obviously subjective but this is my opinion I feel as though the New Jersey Devils were set at developing centers because like I just mentioned we got Jack Hughes we have Nico Heischer and we have Dawson Mercer all three players that you know are growing in their own directions for Jack Hughes we're obviously trying to uh, develop him to become the best player on the New Jersey Devils roster and obviously you know maybe him compete for a Heart uh, Memorial Trophy, or maybe just uh, be the first Devils player in franchise history to eclipse 100 points. That for Nico Heisher, obviously our captain, our leader, and I felt as though Nico Heisher is a great two-way player. Maybe someday he can put his name into the running for the Frank J Selke Award. And then for Dawson Mercer, hard worker, suited up in all 82 games for a Devils last season. And I felt as though when we moved him to a winger position, he was able to just uh, get some consistency as the season progressed. Obviously, you know, we had to put him on the bottom six and he had to command the third line, fourth line, whatever the case might be. But I felt as though um, Dawson Mercer was, you know, uh, somewhat respectable in terms of his overall production. And I just hope he doesn't hit the rookie wall. But, you know, uh, for Shane Wright, uh, is he NHL ready like right now? I would give it a year before uh, he you know, shows up onto the NHL roster, whatever the case might be, but I believe Shane Wright could definitely uh, be a huge uh, get for the New Jersey Devils if we do have the opportunity to draft him, but overall, I, I, I still have my eyes set for Yuri Sofkoski just because I, I told you guys what he was able to do, what he's capable of potentially doing, and I just felt, feel as though... In terms of the overall needs for New Jersey Devils, I feel as though Slavkovsky is the no-brainer options, but we'll see what happens, but a lot of people are projecting Uri Slavkowski to be the new first overall pick, and um, I really hope that's not the case. I really hope he uh, just slips to number two, just so uh, the Devils can snag him up, but Whatever happens, uh, happens guys, but uh, I'm just putting that out there and I'm obviously going to do a full-fledged episode as the time gets a little closer to the NHL draft and when I get more information, but I'm just saying that be prepared for Uri Slavkowski to be the new first overall pick for uh, the NHL draft and be selected by the Montreal Canadiens over the New Jersey Devils. Now, with the offseason pending, we talked about the NHL draft a little bit, but what should the New Jersey Devils' mentality be going into the offseason? Well, first and foremost, they really need to work out a deal with Jesper Bratt. I feel as though they have a verbal agreement set, and they're just trying to work out the minor details, and then Jesper Bratt will officially sign his name onto the paper, and then he's stuck with us for the next few years. But Ultimately, uh, that's priority number one, try to get Jesper Bratt back because I'm tired of seeing the rumors that the New Jersey Devils could potentially trade him. But once we get that figured out, because I feel as though Jesper Bratt will get the extension done and both sides are just trying to come to an agreement. But my overall thing for New Jersey Devils is I think the mentality they have to have is that they have to have an aggressive mindset going into free agency because I think the time is now for the New Jersey Devils to try to get their name back into the wild card be that dark horse playoff team because you know we did uh, it a little bit last year when we acquired Dougie Hamilton in free agency when we got Jonathan Bernier obviously Tomas Tatar so uh, Dougie Hamilton was our major signing. Thomas Tatar was supposed to be a diamond in the rough. I, you know, I haven't lost hope on him. And then Jonathan Bernier was supposed to be the veteran stability behind Mackenzie Blackwood to get, to give us more options in net. Obviously, that didn't work out when Bernier got hurt, and we don't know what the future has in store for him. But. Ultimately, my mindset for New Jersey Devils is that they have to just be aggressive. We talked about Johnny Goodrow. We talked about a few other silly season discussions, but my overall thing is like, um, you know, spend your money wisely, but at the same time, you, you got to be aggressive. You got to try to see what's out there. Obviously, I think as time progresses, I believe they're going to hold on to the second overall pick. I firmly believe that, especially if Shane Wright is projected to fall to number two, so my overall thing for the Devils this season is that uh, I want to see a bigger upgrade. I want to get like another big-name player to try to get us back into that respectable position and be within striking distance of a playoff spot because when looking at the Metropolitan Division, especially looking at the Pittsburgh Penguins and also the Washington Capitals, they're a team full of veteran players, so they don't really have long. They're going to be on the decline a little bit. Still a team you respect, no ands, ifs, or buts about it, but let's face it, they have a a lot of old-timers on their team. You know, you got Sidney Crosby for the Pittsburgh Penguins. You got Alexander Ovechkin for the Washington Capitals. And Ovechkin and Crosby, they're two of one of the greatest players to ever touch Shia Vice, and I have full respect for them. But in terms of the themselves and the cast around them, they're continuing to grow older. New Jersey Devils, relatively young team. So my thing for the Devils is that we could be like the New York Rangers. It pains me to say this, but, you know, like a young team that could definitely just uh, do some damage if we develop our players in the right uh, direction. So my overall thing is that I think we have the right coach for the job for right now. Lindy Ruff has done a great job of developing some of our young guys and getting some offensive production from a lot of other players outside of Brat, Heesher, and Hughes, and I feel as though that he's going to continue to do so, so he's gotten the most out of a lot of uh, the guys on the roster, but my overall thing is that I I just need the New Jersey Devils to just, you know, go swinging, and if you're going to go down, at least go down uh, swinging. So, if you're swinging for the fences, that's great. But if you're going to strike out, at least go down swinging. So that's my overall preview going into the offseason. I'm really looking forward to it. So let me know what you guys think in, in terms of what the New Jersey Devils should do with this free agency. So the first segment of this show, I talked about Johnny Goodrow and how the New Jersey Devils should pursue after him. I know a lot of you have your concern, especially since he's pushing 30. And uh, I, get, I told you guys his stats the last few years, you know, sometimes he's, On a different level. Other times it's just like meh. But I gave you guys my overall reasoning as to why the New Jersey Devils should still continue to aim after someone like Johnny Goodrow. And and it led into my next few talking points, which is what the Devils should do come the draft, come the offseason, whatever the case might be. So let me know what you guys think, what the New Jersey Devils should do, especially since the season is now officially over. Now we got to wait until fall. So that's all the time I have for you guys for today's episode. So continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils! I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.